0: Musicians Nick Driscoll and Phil Iona have taken on a significant responsibility, and that is leading the Chinopache band of the Wyoming Valley into its second century. Here's one of the reasons they care so much, Nick Driscoll.
1: A friend of mine contacted me about this first, and said, said I, he said, I have an unusual request. There's this woman. She told her family, basically, when I pass away, I don't care about anything else, but I want the Chino pachi band Absolutely. to play.
2: Absolutely. And my friend says to me, is this something you guys do? i sure we could. We have in the past played for funerals of various and sundry people. Uh, this was we, an we, unusual we a request. Yes, quite unusual.
1: So I said, yeah, we could do that. And in, in our conversations back and forth, it turned out that the woman lived in a section of Pittston called the Oregon section. And... The St. Rock was in Pittston, one one of the many processions that the band would do for a long time. This woman lived on the route, so she was very familiar with the band. Her house would always be passed by on the procession route with the band, so this was her only request, and then cut to a little bit later, that request evolved into
2: well, we we ended up playing for her birthday instead because, because she didn't and, pass and away. And she didn't. She didn't pass away. <laughs> thank goodness. But thank God. But what it was is, is we talked her into well, why don't you enjoy the music at your birthday? But it was a wonderful so celebration. We a birthday party, which was, it was great. A wonderful celebration, and wherever Texas will go.
0: Nick Driscoll and Phil Iona speaking about the Pachi Band and its willingness to go anywhere they're asked to, their willingness to usher the dear woman from Pittston, from this world, if they hadn't convinced her to celebrate in the here and now and enjoy her 80th birthday with the band that has meant so much to her in her life. The Chino Pachi Band does a lot of ushering in and ushering out. Take St. Rocco, for instance. On his feast day, the band plays the saint out of the church and into the community itself. The Chinopachi Band marks the 100th anniversary of its founding this year. 2023, and they will be moving inside, inside the FM Kirby Center on November 26th to perform a free concert for the public at 2 p.m. Phil Iona is the business manager of the Patchy Band, and Nick Driscoll is the director, and they returned to the WVIA studios where this music was recorded to talk with us about the band and its founder.
1: That would be Chino Paci himself. Yes, sir. The band is named after the man. Chino, C-I-N-O, Paci, P-A-C-I.
0: His actual name
2: was Giuseppe. Chino was his nickname. Paci. And, and, and he moved to the states as a, immigrated in 1923. Prior to 1923, he lived over in Italy, and he directed bands and had had his thing going on over. It. So he came over, and for a few years, he was here. He taught music to the local students. I think he was a euphonium player. He was known. Yeah, that. euphonium. He euphonium. was a brass euphonium yeah. player, yeah. and
1: apparently quite a virtuoso. Oh, quite, a, quite,
2: quite, very much so. And so, in 1923, he decided that he wanted to start his own band. So obviously, he did. He started his band and relied mostly on his former students who came and helped him out, and other people from the community. And they based the band on the Italian town band tradition back in. Italy, where they would play for ceremonial stuff and parades. Every town had a band.
1: And, for instance, if you didn't live in, say, Rome, Milan, or one of the major centers that had an opera house, if you're out in the countryside, because these towns had these little bands, and because of publishing, for instance, even out, people who would never get to an opera house would know the Verdi Arias. Because the publishing, and it would get out into all these little community bands in Italy... Because I've heard this story from more than one source, that these bands would get this music. And so, even if a butcher 200 miles away from the opera house might know an aria of Verdi's, because the bands, just the music was everywhere, and every little community had a little, like, wind band, mm-hmm. which is what Phil said that when Gino Paci came here, started his band based in that tradition, which is, which is throughout Italy. It's also in popular media. You can see those bands in certain movies, too, that are set in Italy.
2: And I'd just like to add that you can sort of see that here in, in our area, where many years ago, down the line, we had the Stegmaier Gold Metal Band. And then, of course, you had Pocci here up in Scranton. You had Ringgold. a band called the Ringgold Band. You had the Liberty Band in Hazleton. And, and uh, Alexander's Ragtime Band was down, down by uh, Hunlocks Creek. And so all these little areas had them. Uh, I grew up in, in Hanover Township, and as I was growing up, I would go to the corner store, which was, it was called Pidgey's, and a man whose name was Orlando Belamo, and he had a wonderful voice, and every time I went there, he was singing in our ear, so I would sit there for, well, I would come home late with the groceries, because I wanted to hear him sing, and I would get in trouble because I wanted to hear him finish the song. And that's just the way it was back then. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking 45, 50 years ago. But the point is, that's the way it was. And that's the way he brought that over here as part of it and continued that tradition that here. That very specific Italian tradition. And then, of course, he was associated with the Catholic Church. And that was a big part of the, of the band. The procession uh, the aspect. The procession Can aspect. To... Uh, we would form at the church where they would bring the saint out at the, at, at, the mass, the, at the end of the mass, they would bring, the band would be outside, and would, this still continues right, to this, this day. They, they would bring the saint out on on some form of stilts, and gentlemen from the church would carry the saint through, this, through the th- through the streets of the town. And the the, the band, band would follow and play different marches and and different pieces to go along, and and it was just a wonderful thing. And and then we would come back, and they would we would play the saint back into the church, and uh, we would the, do a lot of processions and such like that. I
1: don't know if it was always that way, but in, in probably the length of time you've been in the Pachi Band, Phil, and the length of time I've been in, there's one specific kind of fanfare that we play when the saint comes out of the church. We play a specific, it's called the Royal Italian March. The band plays that as the, the statue comes out, and then we play the procession, various marches and things, but... There's always that one yeah. particular fanfare at the beginning of this whole event.
0: Can you mix up the music? You have the set ones like that, but well, do you have the pattern? That- we have we have about oh, I don't know, Nick, what we have about
2: 30 pieces in our in our repertoire that we take with us for that particular occasion. But so, there's no particular but there's no order particular order. The only thing we do is when they bring the saint out, we play that. The, that was and, that fanfare, Royal Italian. And then, and Italian, then we yes. can play we play several. Italian marches, then on top of that, we With play a few some American, uh, some few American, American marches, marches as well. I mean, it's, that's that's the way that, that they do it here at the town bands
0: here. And the idea is perhaps it's the saints' day or the saints getting out among the people. Usually, it's on the feast of the saints,
2: or again on on the feast of the rosary. They'll bring Mary out sometimes. I know that's
1: you've awesome. done the the Saint Ubaldo documentary. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the statues. It's not as big of a statue as right. big as heavy as the three saints of the St. Ubaldo Festival. But it's a similar thing. It looks similar to that, mm-hmm. and they carry it the same way
2: in the procession through the yeah. streets. But so,
0: it's not a race. <laughs> you all take part in the Saint Ubaldo. Yes, we That's we have yes, we yes. Do. yes we do. Yes. Uh, yes, we've been
2: playing it for well, close to ten years now. I At guess. least, yeah.
1: What did they used to use? One or two people, maybe, or recorded yeah, couple, music? Yeah, they, yeah, and then, and then yeah, they,
2: then they came and they they found us. Said hey here, and, and we said, said here we are. Here we are. We would love to do it, and we did it, and uh, we would start maybe. We'd stay about five to uh, less than ten minutes in front of the race and we would entertain the people as they come down and the and, and there are so many people as you well know that go to that and, and they're just they're just loving it.
0: You mentioned the procession and walking and we're gonna to want to hear the stories about Dunmore and all of the places <laughs> where you do that walking. But tell us the difference between walking, processing and now riding. What what happened?
1: Well so what happened was the the age group of the band there were some members of the band uh older members of the band and when i say older there were men that were in this band into their 90s
2: currently i have a member in the band he's our drummer he actually just sent me notice of retirement he's 94 and he just said eh, i i just i want to sit this one out i'm like well chalo you can do anything you want i can do anything he wants but what he's done is he's pass that legacy on to my new drummers he's kind of mentored he's, them. he's too. mentored them through uh, He was there he waited until he we were sure and and now we've got a whole new generation of gentlemen coming through and playing for the band and
1: making it work right that that's kind of what happened we had a member a beloved member of the band yeah. who for a brief period for some of the parades they had a golf cart for yeah. him yeah. he would ride in the golf cart when we weren't playing, get out of the golf cart with this clarinet. This was the one and only Mr. Joe Gambo. Yes, sir. Papa Joe. One of the best people I've ever met, had the privilege of meeting in my life, Joe Gambo. Fellow clarinet player. I play the clarinet. Marched many parades next to him. And he was a World War II veteran, as were when, when I started in the band and, right. and, of course, when Phil did. There were there were actually veterans in this band from World War II, the Korean War, yeah, Vietnam, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure. And, and And none of this was an issue for Joe because Joe... Knew all of the music by heart. I don't even. I'm not even sure how long he was in the band. Oh, I can't put a but number he, on it. It, but it would have to be at least 60 years, and well, probably more.
2: Probably more. Yeah. Probably more.
1: So, yeah, he just knew all the music. He's the only guy in the band I think that didn't use the book. Right. Because we have, you know, we have printed music to play from. Joe didn't need it. He just had his clarinet and his uniform, and he just knew everything. And he's also the one who mentored the clarinet section, the younger guys like me when I came in. Into all the little inflections in the music that weren't written on the music, and uh, that's very which important. was very important too. So I, I have I have nothing but respect for this man. He was well, he was one of the people that we all know. People I always tell people this when I was starting out. You know, you're a young guy, and you know you're like a punk. And as they say, some people are indifferent to you, some people are respectful, and some people are generous. And in in my case, I remember Phil. I was in high school, I think. Yeah. Phil took me to a concert in the stadium in Scranton by the Glider Diner back by the high school. And I think that's the first time I met Joe. But from the first time I knew this guy, he didn't know me. And he was always kind, and always through the whole time I knew him had a positive word to say. Not just to me, but I, he was always like that yeah. with all the younger people. There was and never, there are other members,
2: my mentor Lino Marchetti. Uh, there you go. I was going to mention Lino. Lino, he cheapers. He showed me the way and and taught me, like Nick said, the right inflections of the music. And and it's just been. Go- There's another gold clarinet from there.
1: player, almost as old as Joe, Bobby, Bobby Sabatino, Sabatino, who actually was his, his grandkids. We had a. Do we have that? Yeah, we had, we had, we had a banners. banner that someone had made that said mm. "Chino Paci's mm-hmm. Band." And this was when we strolled. Yeah, this is back when we were still walking. Bobby is another clarinetist. His grandkids would carry the banner. Didn't he get them uniforms? Yes, he did. He got them, they were little kids. He got them little miniature the uniforms miniature to match Potty. us. Yeah. And they would march in front of the band with the banner that the Gino Padre band. band.
2: Now, Bobby was, for me, a historian of the band because he bridged both gaps back towards the older guys and, of course, into my era. And I met him when I was very young, and and just all the all the information that he gave us on the band and the the Valley musicians in general, was just incredible what he knew.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. there's a whole legacy running through this of, you know, the older I said people they were in this band actively into their 90s. So you could see we had that that sense of history that from the time I came in the band, and I think Phil was the same thing. He came in a little bit before I did. That sense of history was always there. It was a living thing. When you mar- when you walked on the street next to a World War II veteran yeah. who was a prisoner of war, you can't complain about if it's hot or I got a cramp in my foot. You know, you're walking next to a guy who was a prisoner of war in World War II, you're going to feel pretty stupid if you're going to complain about something like that. It gives you a whole perspective yeah. when you're a young guy, you know? And these are the people in that band that had seen everything, basically. So there was a real sense of history in the band. It was palpable. It was a palpable yeah. sense of the history of this thing that everyone that was there had a I don't know how to I don't know how to phrase it the right way, but other than to say they knew yeah. they had something special here. Absolutely.
0: Was it like would we use a word fraternity or brotherhood or family? Brotherhood
2: is the perfect word. Brotherhood's a good word, yeah. Brotherhood. brotherhood's a good word because we could bring somebody in that wasn't necessarily a regular with the band and they were right with us. Not all the members they were, were Italians either. Right. True. <laughs> we have one very, the, very famous member the la- the last leader the man that I took over for Jackie Brogan. Jack Brogan was an was an, an yeah. Irish man. He was also a,
1: one of the best people I've ever
2: met yeah, on this planet yeah.
1: in my lifetime.
2: Great saxophone and, player.
1: Well, since we're going around and hitting all these yeah. topics, Jack, Jack called a meeting with Phil and I and asked us to take over running Apache right. Band. Yes, That's he how did. this happened. That's how
2: this sort of happened.
1: That's why we're what? here and and done Jack this. Jack
2: and I had sort of. T- I, I used to march right next. Or excuse me, no marching, no marching. Yeah, <laughs> strolling. I was to the very first thing that I ever did with this band many, many ages ago, was the Memorial Day parade. Parades we did two. We did West Wyoming and West Pittston's parades. And I was about to line up with the band, and the leader at the time was Joey Infantino, Joey I. And he comes over and he says, "I, I was young kid. We don't march in this band. If I see you in step," he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you in a kneecap." Now, of course, you know that's just the humor. But the point is, it was his way of letting me know we stroll, we stroll, we, we don't stroll, march. we don't march. And what's the difference then?
0: Well, it, you, marching we, is
1: more regimented, it, and actually, in, everyone's in everybody's step. Everybody's in step. Yeah. Strolling is basically walking while playing. Yeah, walking while playing, right?
0: <laughs> and that's because that's more in keeping with the spirit of what the band is. I believe is? that's part yeah, of the probably. tradition
2: of the Italian band too. because
1: it's it's not it's not a military organization, right? So it doesn't have that affect. That, that's that's to, a difference there. You know?
2: Getting back to uh, what you were talking about, people. And I just want to bring it back to Chino Paci. During World War II, when all the guys were going, Chino went. The band survived. His son took control for a couple years. And then, this is just, I'm sorry to say this, but his son was drafted and went. His son was actually killed in action. And then Chino came back and kept the band running. Yeah, I know. It's just sorry. That was the one thing I'm we're all sorry about. But while Chino was gone, his son... Continued the band and we had the band, which is why we have the hundred years. You mentioned
1: and, Joey. I don't remember exactly what year I started in the band, but I remember how I started. We'll get to some of the, the people who ran the band prior to us, but one of them was Joey I, as he was known, Joey Infantino. Mm-hmm. And uh my first time in the band, I gave a ride to someone a friend of ours to a job at the old Pittston Tomato Festival back in the days when it was next to a Burger King. But he needed a ride. So I gave him a ride. Now Anyone who knows me, I always have my soprano saxophone with me all the time. I, I don't know. It's just a thing. It's like that the kid on Peanuts with the blanket. It's kind of like that. So I dropped my buddy off, and Joey I, trombonist, leader at the time of the Pachi Band, I knew him through somehow a concert band or something. He kind of knew me. But he spots me there, and I'm just about to leave. And he he says, hey, Driscoll, you have a horn? yeah, I got a horn, but I wasn't supposed to be on this job. I was dropping my buddy off. He says, give him a hat and book. So give him a trumpet book. Cause I had a soprano. I told him I had a soprano saxophone. So I didn't have a clarinet at the time, but I always had this saxophone. He says, give him a trumpet book. Cause the soprano saxophone and the trumpet read in the same register. So that was my first job with the band kind of by accident. And this is back in the day, the uniforms evolved, which we can probably end mm-hmm. up talking a little bit about that. But at that time, they had baseball caps, but I guess they called them the trucker hats. They had the mesh part on the back. Yeah, they and they were white. And they were red and green and white, Italian flag colors. So they had an extra hat. They gave me a hat. And they also we used to wear a sash, red, white, and green. Once again, the Italian flag. So they gave me a sash and a hat, and I played that job. And that's how I ended up in the Pachi band. Welcome aboard. Completely by accident. But something caught you
0: there more than just it's another gig.
1: Oh yeah, I I kind of knew of the band, and, but I just hadn't been in it. And I knew I knew obviously knew some of the members. I knew Mr. Gambo, Mr. Sabatino from other concert bands because you know we would all play together.
2: Yeah, see, I I got in as Lino went on vacation, so they said, well, come on, come on up and play a little bit. And I'm like, great, I'll play tuba in this band anytime, because see, I grew up with him. My father was Italian. My father would sing. On Sunday mornings, while making the the gravy, and we'll call it gravy—it's not, right? so not sauce. we making the gravy. He used to say gravy, and then uh, uh, that's the way it was. You know, I mean, it was—it was—it was just another extension for me to do. And I—I I mean, it was a great place for me to play. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt like it was home the minute I started playing there. You all played in other bands. Was this right? This was special though. Different in spirit. I felt I felt a, a bit of a a bit of a an allegiance to this band more than others mostly just because of the italian heritage in my life
1: i didn't grow up with an italian heritage but i always appreciated that music and of course i had a lot of italian friends mm-hmm. and listening to music i i did kind of gravitate of course most people love italian food that's always a way in and i love that music and so my my affinity for it was at first it was just friends that i knew then the older gentleman that i mentioned and I thought it was something unique though, being that it was an Italian band. I thought I thought that's what made it a special thing because it had this specific kind of function culturally, even though I wasn't fully aware at the time when I started exactly about that whole tradition. I had right. a sense of that that there was something special about that tradition. I didn't understand until a little bit later and through some of the older gentlemen in the band and some people talked to me about what I had mentioned earlier about in the country of Italy, the bands And how the music of the famous opera composers got out into the countryside through publishers and the the bands that existed all around town. So as I explored more into it, my appreciation of the Pachi band became deeper and greater to the point that I started just, well, YouTube's a great thing, but before even YouTube, I would try to seek out. Recordings of mm-hmm. Italian bands, and with YouTube, it's great because you can see all the history and, and the current bands that are out there doing it, in, in all around the United States, but all around the world, really. Mm-hmm. Brass bands are everywhere in the world, but the particular Italian tradition, I started to go down that rabbit, and you know, it's called B A N D A Banda, the yeah. Banda tradition. That's horns and drums, no string instruments. Right. There, these are bands, because you know, as musicians, you know, you're going to play in an orchestra, traditional orchestra with strings and everything yeah. else. But there was something particularly interesting about the idea that this was Mm -hmm. horns and drums. That's it. You know, no guitars, no keyboards, horns and drums as a procession band or as a wind band. And we both came up in the wind band traditions, all the other traditions too. You know, the American marches, Sousa, of course, all of that stuff. And Gustav wrote great pieces, suites for wind band. Percy Granger, some of the best things ever written for wind instruments. Because as wind instrument players, we came through that background Mm -hmm. of being in bands from the beginning so you know it was just another thing to see but what made it special was that cultural Italian component
2: and there are are many different instruments in the band that we don't use quite so often anymore Uh, on our concert on on the 100th anniversary concert coming up I'm going to try to get some people to play those instruments but they're not easily found at times like you yeah, have the c melody saxophone yeah there. the current
1: instrumentation is, is three, just, three percussionists yeah. a bass drum a snare drum and a cymbal player sousaphones euphoniums Very trombones cool. trumpets and usually three clarinets and one tenor sax that's most recently that the standard lineup we've been using but it's been augmented in the past with an alto sax and some of the other instruments Les i Phil want to mentioned. talk
2: a little more about our traditions now that is a trombone player that plays with us. His name is Bernie Garzala. Uh, Bernie is a very fine composer. And in the tradition of the Italian band music, he wrote a nice piece for the band, which we'll be playing on that concert.
1: We're looking to the future to try to expand the repertoire a little bit into maybe, let's say, popular Italian-American songs that people yeah. would recognize from Dean Martin, yeah. things like that. Maybe some, some Christmas stuff. We're going to plan a, a Buona Natale from the Chino Paci yeah, Band Christmas yep. concert.
2: Yep, we're working on that.
0: As you're looking ahead and you're here at this table, because this is a very special anniversary year, we are looking at the drum that says, established in 1923. So this is 100 years. This is 100 There's, years for the Chino
1: Paci yes, it Band. Is. And so, in light of the anniversary being the 100 years, we are going to be putting a special free concert open to the public at the the FM Kirby Center on Public Square in wilkes on the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend which yes, is Sunday after Thanksgiving in the afternoon there the band will play some of these things that you see here and some other things that we have there's going to be a slideshow kind of showing the history mm-hmm. of the band
2: this is something in the past year uh, I've tried to do when when bringing in well, we've been bringing in several new musicians into the ensemble to keep it going, I mean, I, I mean, I've been in the band forty years now. There's you know, I mean, it's going to come a time, and I'm, we're going to have to have people there to continue the band. So I'm bringing in little bit by little bit, like that generation did with us, like that generation did with us. Exactly right.
0: Women players come knocking at your door saying, "We'd like to be part." We ones. have
2: one woman who's a member of the band right one, now. One woman who's a member of the band, and we've had several that have come in and played up until recently. I mean, I'm talking a while now, but probably 25 years or so. It was just for the men. And now, well, you know, as I'm bringing in, I'm trying to bring women in just to, you know, make it a place for everybody, not just the old boys group kind of thing.
0: So you're sitting here and you've told us about looking ahead expanding a little bit to the the repertoire, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But why are you so passionate? You seem to have a real sense of responsibility. Why do you want to <laughs> See this going you're laughing Nick.
1: Well, right. sense of responsibility that's pretty much that's, it when yeah. when Jack Brogren had the meeting and asked yeah. us both to take yeah. over. Jack was a very good friend to yeah. both of us wow. and a mentor and as I said one of the best people yeah. that I ever met on this planet. Quite. I have great deal of respect for the man. I just feel an obligation that he asked us specifically to do this Quite. and uh because he was a friend and also yeah. a fellow musician, I feel obligated because he asked us to do it and also because of Having investigated the tradition, as I mentioned earlier, and learning more about just the tradition of Italian bands, that's personally for me the combination of the tradition, the Italian tradition, combined with Jack yeah. asking us to do this. That those are my two yes. main factors for why I'm doing. It. I I, I do can,
2: I do feel that obligation as well, but actually I feel more. I'm just committed to continuing. The music, the marches that we do and just the music in general needs to be played and preserved and done and, and listened to for future generations. It's been played for many ages and I don't want it to go away. I just don't want it to go away now.
0: Phil Iona, business manager and Nick Driscoll, the director of the Chino Pachi Band, speaking with us about the 100th anniversary of the band's founding this year, 2023. They will be at the FM Kirby Center on November 26th, Sunday afternoon at 2, to perform a free concert for the public to mark this auspicious occasion. And as we heard, there will be memorabilia and a slideshow and lots of great music. For more information, KirbyCenter.org. KirbyCenter.org. It's the 100th anniversary concert of the Chino Pachi Band, and that's C I N O P A C I, the Chino Pachi Band. The concert is free, and they are welcoming 250 first come, first served folks. So if you'd like to take part, just be aware that they're limiting the concert to 250 people. And the whole event is sponsored by the Wilkes-Barre chapter of Unico International. And it is at the FM Kirby Center for the Performing Arts in downtown Wilkes-Barre. And for more information, kirbycenter.org. It's Sunday, November 26th at 2 p.m. And once again, admission is free.